party of people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week we are joined by Danny Costello for a game of Firefly by Margaret Weiss Productions. Danny is an old friend of mine. She's also a LARPer, an artist, and a blogger who chronicles her LARPing adventures at dannylarpadventures.tumblr.com, link to which can be found in the show notes. We're playing Firefly, which is based on the beloved sci-fi television series. It is uses the Cortex role-playing game system, which I'm a really big fan of, particularly the uh, Marvel Heroic role-playing game is one of my favorites of all time. So I was really excited to get to like dig in and see how that same system translates to a different property. I think it's really cool, and I think you should check it out. A link to the Firefly role-playing game can be found in the show notes. With all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week I'm sitting down with my good friend Danny Costello. Danny, thank you so much for coming on Party Thanks for having me. Uh, so, real quick, up top, why don't you introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you've got going on, anything you'd like to talk about or plug, yeah, that kind of thing. Alright. Uh, well, like Jeff said, I'm, I'm Danny. I'm, uh, not, not much, not much to do except I run a, uh, I run a LARP blog pretty heavily. I'm a big LARPer into that whole, uh, into that whole side of the geek, uh, kind of spectrum. And I, I tend to deal a lot with uh, things that are going on in the LARP community, things that I think should be discussed and talked about and try and open a, a general friendly conversation because LARPing kind of has a negative stigma to it, to a lot of people who aren't familiar with it. And my job is to to try and make sure that LARPers who enjoy their hobby stick together and have a, a positive conversation about different types of LARPing. And uh, that LARP blog can be found at dannylarpadventures.tumblr.com. And uh, it's a, not a Twitter, not a, not your typical sure. medium, but I got a... Tum- uh, Tumblr's, I think Tumblr's fairly typical at this point. I feel like I actually have Tumblr's. Yeah, yeah. It's, Party it's, of One is a Tumblr. We don't, we have, I've used it in six months, <laughs> but I have it. Well, you it's know there. what? There are people there who can... Uh, I really do like the LARP community on Tumblr. I feel like uh, there are a lot of people who say, you know what, I, I may not like that style of play, but I, I recognize it as a valid uh, valid style for a lot of people. That's which, awesome. That's, which really, that's really encouraging. To, like, that's good to hear. And I'm, I'm all about hobbies opening the doors and bringing people in through, like, discussion and things. I think that's good for every hobby, role-playing and LARPing alike. Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. That's good for that's good for everybody. Yeah. So this week we are playing a game uh, inspired by a TV show called Fire... Fly? I, yeah, I think you're saying that right. Is that right? It's I think Firefly. It's apparently a show about um, about duster jackets. Yes, there's there, there there are a few of those. From what I hear, I, I've heard it's um it's good. From what I hear, it's it's pretty all right. You know yeah. what? I'm still waiting for the next season. Uh, we'll see how it goes in season two. Yeah, we'll I see expect, how season. Uh, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I got some pretty high hopes for it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So we're playing Firefly. Um, we all know what Firefly is about, you know, space westerns, cowboys and the cowboys in the great black yonder. So why don't you introduce your player, your character this week and sort of give their backstory and who they are and where they are. And we're going to figure out what trouble they're in after that. Oh, good. Uh, well, I have here, uh, Veronica or Ronnie, as she tends to go, uh, tends to go by Veronica May. She's always been, her family's always been real diehard, uh, patriotic, alliance-loving, just family, good, wholesome people. Uh, they kind of lived on a backwater moon, but they did their job, they paid their taxes, uh, kind of dealt with a little, the typical farming. But as a lot of these uh, outer rim planets and moons have their issues when, uh, when there was helioforming going on, some uh, some people tend to get a little sick. Uh, depends on the planet, depends on the moon, depends on what's going on. But uh, there was kind of a problem on her home moon, and her father wound up getting pretty sick. Now he's he's still kicking, but his uh, medical treatments are pretty expensive. And they 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 asked the alliance. They said, "Well, we've been you know we've been good citizens our whole lives, and could you could you help us out? You know, we 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 can't really work because Pa's so sick and." Of course, the Alliance, a uh, little bit of a radio silence from the Alliance there. So uh, Veronica kind of figured out that the Alliance, while well, they backed them in the war, 
they weren't really out for the common man. And uh, Ronnie has since slipped off of her home moon and taken up a life of crime. She's hidden her existence from her family, kind of ashamed of what she's doing, but she does it for the necessity of her father and for his survival. So every few months, their family will check out their uh, their account and just some mysterious credits tend to pop up. So it's uh, it's Ronnie making her making her rounds, making some money, and paying it back to her dad. So stealing from stealing from somebody and giving to the people that need it. It's it's like a very familial Robin Hood. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of crime does Ronnie get into, and um, where does Ronnie find herself at story, like at the start of the story? Well, uh, Veronica, when she left, when she left home, uh, she kind of she drifted off to Persephone, which is a pretty common planet if you want to get into crime and everything that has to do with it. But she uh, she tends to deal a lot with uh, forgeries, uh, sleight of hand. She's really good uh, pickpocket. It's kind of how she got started, was just stealing things off the docks. Right, which is, I imagine, how a lot of criminals get started. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's she's trying to get her feet, you know, trying to get her feet wet. She learned a few really good skills. She can, oh, she can talk circles around uh, almost any alliance officer that comes asking her questions. But she's uh, she's not too great in a fight. Great at sneaking away, though. Um, which is maybe more important. Probably. But with the hustle and bustle of Persephone, it's probably... Better for you to hide in a crowd than open right. fire. So, at the start of the at the start of our tale, Veronica has some stolen some stolen uh, assets. That she probably is pretty common. So, for her. Uh, let me ask you: What was the last job you pulled off, and what hot item are you in are you in possession of right now? And in game terms, I'm going to set up a D6 asset. That you can roll on any time you want to, like, draw on whatever this stolen thing is. So All what right. was the last job you pulled? Oddly enough, she stole some, uh, some fancy, uh, papers from Earth that was. Parent, she, she can't really make out what it is, but they look very fancy and very nice old papers that are written on, uh, some kind of story, uh, some of them are pressed into little books, but... Okay. So, Earth literature. Some old Earth literature, which okay. is pretty yeah. rare on these planets. But she, she's not, you know, she can she sees that it's rare. But, but doesn't see what? Doesn't see any value beyond dollar sign, dollar sign. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So, um, my next question is uh, adding a complication to to the situation as well, and that complication being that the heat is on. In obtaining this, what went wrong? Whose attention did you attract? Oh, there was some some fancy party going on on an outside uh, terrace, which she kind of slipped onto, and that's how she kind of acquired it, and uh, Somebody saw her and kind of could tell that she was. So they called the guards of the this private event. So not quite cops, but there's probably some guards after, her and the police might have, you know, might have been alerted to everything going on. But she's got a okay. She was she was clearly not supposed to be there. So and, some private security, right? So so yeah, we'll add a complication for private security as a D six as well. All right. And so when we're building our dice pools, if it benefits me, I can call on the private security. And if it, and at the same time, if it benefits you to have private security on the scene, like if you're in a fight with a third party, you can call on that as well. All right. That's one of the neat things I like about the system is that even when things are a problem, if you can justify it, you can kind of use it to your advantage. Right. Okay. And one last question I have is, when was the last time you spoke to your family? Oh, probably seven or eight months. Uh, kind of have a uh, been on a bit of a dry spell in uh, the terms of getting anything, but I have uh, still have contact with some of the people that work on my my parents' farm. So every once in a while, I'll give a a hidden message, just, you know, check the account, right? Something brief, just to let them know that the credits are there. Yeah, the credits yeah, are there. That makes sense. And if Dad needs medicine, it's Sure. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So, our story begins, we'll say this was a, a nighttime, like, gala type event. Soiree. Yeah, exactly. A soiree. And so this is probably, our story begins the next morning. You are in your apartment, or your living quarters, whatever they look like. In fact, describe to me what your living situation looks like. Oh, it's... On uh, an ordinary day. On an ordinary day, it is pretty much the bare minimum. Especially with, uh, don't quite have a ship uh, to travel on, which is ideally what Ronnie would kind of... She wants to get in that direction, which is why she's still on Persephone. But in the meantime, she's in a bare bones, minimum, just not even... The apartment... There's quote quotations around apartment complex right. where she lives. They're really just stacked cargo crates yeah. with windows cut out of them. And, uh, maybe a cot in the corner. Right. And, uh... Only the finest of sliding crate doors. Right. <laughs> Just to pull <laughs> that up. style door, yeah. yeah. So you are... You're sitting on your cot. You have this, uh, stolen earth that was literature. You know that it's valuable, but you don't know quite what, like, exactly what it is, but you know that it's valuable. You know that you can get something from it. If only you could find the person that will buy it from you and make sure that they buy it from you and don't tip anyone off that you sold it to them. So that's really, as far as priorities go, that's probably your top priority. Oh yeah, I want to get this, I want to get this, uh, this stuff moved as soon as possible. Especially when it comes to Earth that was. Collectors are crazy for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What is your plan? What's the first step of your plan to find and sort of pawn off this literature that you've got? Well, for someone in Ronnie's, uh, we'll say profession, uh, she's got some friends in low places. All right. So uh, she might probably wander around the town and make a few calls, uh, see if she had a... She probably has a low-grade communicator on her, try and get a few calls out to a few uh, questionable individuals. Sure. So, alright, we're going to set this up as a dice roll, then. Alright. our first... So, the way this is going to work is the first thing you're going to do is choose one of your attributes. Okay. Meanwhile, actually, the first thing to do is I'm going to set the stakes. Okay. So, I'm going to say this is... Not a particularly difficult action, so what I'm going to do is set the difficulty at a D8. Okay. Um, yeah, Persephone is a place where you could probably find somebody, but it's not so much about finding somebody. It's about finding somebody that's going to be discreet, because the word is obviously out that, that a big a big important piece of, like, collectible is missing. Yeah. So it's not... It's so if, if it was just... If it was an ordinary piece of stolen merch, it would probably be a D6. But a D8 is going to make it a little bit harder. A little for tougher, you. since it is uh, something that's sought out, sought right. after, and, and not not just the authorities. If any, if anybody else found out, that, you know, yeah. well, they they got that. I want that. Right. I want to sell that. So you've got to. So so it's going to be a little bit harder. And I am going to roll this D6 complication for the private security to say that like they're out there. All right, they're people. Like, representatives of this noble, this, we'll say noble, we'll say noble family, Probably, or something yeah. like that, are out there, like, shaking people down. So the people that you're talking to are probably also getting talked to by a big scary guy with, a with like, a gun strap, like, a gun just visible. So it's going to be a little bit harder on you. So I'm going to roll this. Oh, okay, I rolled an eight, and I rolled a one, which means that there is a complication on my end, Uh-oh. or a, a jinx on my end is the word for it in Firefly, which means you can opt to spend a plot point, which you have, which you have one of at the start, to create yourself an asset to use later if you choose to. If not, it just uh, goes away. But the difficulty is currently set at an eight. Okay. So you're going to try to raise the stakes and uh, overcome that roll by assembling your dice pool. Alright, let's see what I got for my dice pool. So the first thing you're going to do is choose one of your three attributes. Right. It's my social is uh, pretty much my highest attribute, uh, and it makes sense that I would probably have a good... Yeah, that's kind of... I feel like that's definitely... This is definitely a social action. Yeah, I have... You're not... 
it, I, I'd say you're talking to people. You're you're being a people person. All right. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. What else do I have? So the next thing you're going to add is a skill. Okay. So choose the skill that most applies to the situation. I wonder. I got I got a few that are pretty decent. Um. Now, see, I can try to trick someone, or I can try to perform. If I could really drum up how great this this item is in a sort of semi-performance of... I think for this one, I'd probably call it a trick. Okay. Well, I think, and I think once you find the person, like, once you get in there, you can probably do, you could, I, I would buy that justification as perform, but I think just for, like, setting up a meeting with somebody, okay. I think it's gonna, because I think, yeah, I think trick is it, because I think what it's gonna have to be is, they're not gonna take a meeting with you if you're like, hey, I've got this super rare stolen thing. No, right. Yeah, no, that's probably good, and, and my, uh, my little flavor text for trick is that I have fast talk. Great. So, so, so that's a- you're going to add an additional d6 on top of your skill dice, which is what? A d... Uh, for my trick? Yeah. Is I got a d8. So you're going to add a d8 and a d6 to your dice pool. All right. On top of your social, which is a d10. It's my d10. Okay. Uh, because your skill specialty, you've added the d6 because your skill specialty. Then um, go through your distinctions, and if one of them works, you can add a d8 or... Each distinction has certain powers tied to it, so if you want to trigger one of those powers, you can do that in either to gain a plot point or to, I believe, spend a plot point to, like, boost your dice or something like that. Now, I do have, uh, in my, I do have this, uh, I know a guy, uh, edition, which is, uh, create a D8 asset when I call a friend. Okay. So I can, uh... Yeah, so add that, uh, add another D8 to the pool. And, um, you have your stolen, uh, Earth Literature asset. If you want to add that, you can. It's up to, but that's up to you. You can choose to add that or not. Uh, you know what? I, I think with, uh, my collection of dice I have right now, I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah, I am as well. To beat an eight. Yeah, so go ahead and roll that, and then you're going to take the top two numbers and add them together. Okay. Alright, I got a nine. So you've already uh, succeeded. A seven. And in fact, you got, uh, what, a nine and a seven? Yep. Uh, and then a three and a two. Okay. So you didn't roll any ones, which is good, which means I can't create any complications to make your life more difficult. <laughs> but, uh, and because you rolled so well, and I rolled so uh, mediocre, <laughs> you get to actually, um, I'm going to set down another dice to track your, uh, oh wait, no, what it is, is you get a d8 to roll later. As your big damn hero dice. Alright. So when you do something extra heroic or when you need that little extra push, you can choose to spend that dice representing your exceptional success in this matter. We got some thrilling heroics planned. Yeah. So we'll, uh... So you, you find somebody. You find somebody... Actually, there's, there's a list of names in here that I want to pull up. Because I like rolling on tables. That is no secret to anybody who listens to this show. So you find, yeah, you find a, you find a dealer. You find a dealer named Huck Mansfield, who is, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to collaboratively create this guy. I'm going to steal a mechanic from a uh, game that we played on the show before, where we're going to go back and forth with character details to sort of get an idea of who this dealer is. Oh, this sounds fun. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, so uh, what I'm going to say first is that Huck, Huck Mansfield, offer, his modus operandi is... Don't say anything that would get you in trouble, and I won't ask any questions. No questions asked. Yeah, None. he's. If you say something, if you his his deal is, if you say something where I ha- I cannot like, if something illegal comes to me and I I'm, it is pointed out that it is illegal, I I have to turn you away. <laughs> but as long as but if, I don't know the law, so if not something's not pointed out, <laughs> blissful ignorance. Yeah, we got. He's pointedly blissfully ignorant. There we go, that's so a good one. give me a detail about Huck Mansfield. Either physical or emotional or like a character tick or a piece of background or something. I don't know why. Something about Huck makes him seem older. Okay. I would like, I, I just like that, that aspect of, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I don't, just don't tell me. Don't tell, why'd you, why'd you gotta tell right. me it was stolen? I, uh, now I gotta. Okay. 
<sighs> so I think he... We're going to do uh, one more each. I think he comes from, like, a noble background. Ooh. But he's but he, like, has chosen to live in almost relative squalor. And because he's found better uses, because he's found better uses for money. He's like, well, money can buy things. And things are great. <laughs> so why would I need to, like, be a noble when I could just buy illegal things? You know, it's also great opium. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, so we got one more detail. I got one more detail. Uh, maybe tell me how, maybe tell me how, oh, I'm sorry, it sounds like No, 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 it's, I can, I can use some direction. I'm I was gonna say, maybe trying. tell me, tell me how you know. Yeah. That's a good one. You know what? He, he's from a noble house and, uh, family ran a farm. Maybe back in the day, his noble house and maybe my family may have done some, Trading farm wise, sure, that makes for sense. Food. That makes Maybe sense. He bought some of his food from us. Yeah, so you, so you, you go way back. You have a history. There. I have a history with this guy. I knew that this family had a son that ran off to go do, you know, who knows what, often Persephone. Right. So. Yeah, and that makes that's perfect. I love that. Maybe he was like my first contact here. He yeah, so he's, he's, and that makes sense for why you would do so well because like he's your guy. Yeah, he's my, he's my, he's my guy. He's your guy. He's, I know, I know a guy. It's the name of my ability. Yeah. I love the names of the abilities in this game. Oh, they're game. really, they're great. <laughs> so you walk in, so you, you know, you know that, you know that he's the guy to speak to about this. You, you, what do you say to him when you reach, like, when you reach out? Is it like, do you stop by in person? Do you contact him another way? I probably, well, I probably stop by in person. Okay. The people around him probably recognize yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, no, they don't even, like, he's got a few guards. And the thing about the guards is that they are better armed than they look, and you know that. Right. Like, they are doing their best to look non-threatening and look just like random people standing around, but you know that they're no one to be messed with. Yeah. Oh, hey, James. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're very much, that's kind of, I think, his whole aesthetic, right? Is that he's he's just a guy. He's yeah. just a guy. Just but a he's guy. very wealthy and willing to spend that on whatever he wants. <laughs> God, I love, I love this guy already. I know. So, yeah. So they don't even, these guys don't, these guards don't even, like, bother to, like, frisk you or anything. They're just like, eh, whatever. It's, it's, it's Ronnie. We know, we know her. <laughs> so you walk in and, uh, Huck looks at you and he says, Oh, Ronnie, Ching Jean. Sit, sit, sit. She, uh, what can I do? What can I do you for? I got a, got something that I need to sell. Okay, excellent. You, I, I am a, I am a man that loves moving things for people, and I need it moved. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, what is it? I assume, I assume legally obtained. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, she kind of takes out the uh, collection of Ooh. small books and. Okay. Uh, again, legally obtained. Okay. I assume, yes, yeah, legally. befriending nobles apparently. Um, oh yeah, they were giving them away. Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy. That must have been liquidating our collection. Now this has nothing to do with the 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 man with a gun that stopped by my my built my office earlier, right? Uh, lots of men with guns on Persephone. <laughs> okay, uh, lots of men with with guns. But uh, probably probably not. All right, yeah. Make me a we'll make, let's make a roll for this. <laughs> All right, that sounds... I'm going to set the difficulty on my end as a D6 because okay. he wants to believe he, he wants he... to believe you, but <laughs> at the same time he's got that rule that like if I know it's legal, <laughs> I, I can't, can't take it. Take it. So I'm going to roll two D6 using this complication of the men with guns walking around <laughs> men with guns and the difficulty and add the results together. So I got an eight. All right, so you want to beat an eight? Okay. I don't know. Should I use my social in here or my mental? This is probably social as well. Probably. That that this sounds... Is, yeah, this is probably social, and I'd give you a perform for that as well. Okay. Well, it's the same as my, my uh, trick, so yeah. it's... But that's uh, that's good. She probably makes a big uh, makes a big deal about it. Because she's playing the role. I'd say, yeah, either... since it, since it, Especially since they're the same dice, she's playing the role of somebody that doesn't know what he's talking about. I so. don't know. It could be... It could be uh, anything. Let's see, do I have anything else that can help me out? I got rumor mill, but I don't know if that's going to help me in this situation. I could uh, add a social and no roll 
for success. I don't have the full uh, explanation down, but let's see if... When you try to get information from contacts, make a social plus no roll. Um, if successful, yeah, okay. Um, no, that's probably not going to apply. Yeah, but, no, but I might ask you for I might ask you for that roll after this. Okay, depending on how this goes. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So you so roll your dice. and You want to beat an eight. Oh, I got a seven and a five. Perfect. So perfect. Everything's coming up, Ronnie. Yeah, okay, so you do not beat it by five, but you did succeed. So he he's he's looking at it, he's like, yeah, no, I mean, you know, there you are. There are a lot of guys with guns. It, it it's, can't be the same thing. You you obtained this legally, and you wouldn't lie to me. And he's sort of like, sort of like, just offhandedly gestures, but he's clearly gesturing to the two guys in the back of, like, the, the room in quotation marks. <laughs> and he's just clearly gesturing to the guys, like, holding bats. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no. yeah, I wouldn't. You, I, I know you. You know, you back. You would never. You would never lie to your good friend Huck. No, never. It's so we we are we are established on a good, honest relationship. Yeah, Huck. honesty is the key to business. Right? Exactly. Okay, so I can I can take this. However, here's my dilemma. Oh. I how do I want to put this? I can't. So, with all this controversy around, which obviously we have nothing to do with, and so we have nothing to worry about, but with this controversy around, I don't want people to think that I'm involved with it, because I'm not, because we're not, and if they think that we're involved with it, I'm going to have to sell you out, and I don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't want you to have to do that. I know, I, I know a person that could, that would, that would take this in a heartbeat. They are a they are a, an off world trader. They are a collector of Earth memorabilia, as they refer to it. Weird way to weird way to describe it, but who am I to judge? They pay they, their checks clear. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you to do me a favor. All right. I'm gonna get a hold of them. They should. They're in town, which is nice. I need you to make the handoff. Okay. You know, since uh, since it's yours and it's legally obtained, yeah. I need you to be the person to give this to them. Yes, and they will give you the credits that you need for whatever it is that you need credits for. And as far as I see, our business is done. They will give me a you know, I'll get a cut of whatever they're willing to pay for it, and we'll be good. All we'll right, be all how, good. how much of a cut are you looking for? Um. Make me a roll. Let's make us make this a roll. We'll call right. this um what maybe we'll call this mental and All right. cuz this is more of a business. Yeah, it's uh see mental and uh maybe influence or no. Yes, yeah, I either one of those. I feel yeah. like yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be one of those. Which both are D4 for you, so yeah. it's going to be tough. Yeah. But I think he's it's it's just going to be for him a flat D We'll call it a D eight because he's pretty good at this, and right. his goal his goal here is to y- be smarter than you and get a high percentage that way. So that's right. what he's gonna try to do. Ooh, I rolled a one and a four. Uh, okay, so we tied. So I so I'm gonna call that a partial success. Okay, I think I'm not sure if there's a tie rule, but, I, <laughs> but we'll go with partial success. But I am gonna buy that uh, D eight from you for okay. a plot point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you over a plot point, and so later on you can do a fun thing. And I believe I forget if it turns into a D8 complication or just a D6. Let me look that up. Yeah, so you're gonna get a D8 complication. All right. So you're gonna get a D8 complication. What do we think this complication is? Maybe it's hmm. Okay, so you're gonna get a D8 complication, and I'm gonna say that it is. That there is this high stakes meeting. Okay. So what he says to you is, for you, I'm going to take a low cut. All right. I'm going to take maybe five percent. All you know, right. That's I, normally I ask for. Normally I ask for twenty. For friends, I ask for ten. For you, I'm going to ask for five because you're my favorite. Did you right. know that? Did you know that you're my favorite? Huck, we we go way back. We go way back. You're, you're my favorite too, Huck. So I'm going to ask for five percent. 
All right, that that I can do. But I, I but and this is this is I hate to ask this because I don't like asking favors of friends, but we're not in business together because if I'm leveling with you, I don't I they're probably going to be looking for somebody that with somebody with things that match the rough description of these items, I assume. That's and I assume they're gonna they're you're gonna have to cross paths with them. Alright. And I'm gonna need to know that we were never in business together. No, we're I who 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 the hell are you? Exactly. Get out. <laughs> <All right. laughs> See you later. Shishini. And so you 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 depart on the best of terms. They kind of his guys follow you out and follow you like through the street a little bit. And then head back inside, right. just they're, as like a security measure. Oh yeah, they're making sure that you're that you're <laughs> that, that, that I was never there. Yeah, so you've got this meeting lined up at a spaceport, like a like a dock. You get the basic info on the trader. Oh, that was the other role I was going to ask you to make. All right, let's see what you know what what you can what you know about the trader beyond just that he's that, the, uh, that they're going to be waiting for you. That they are a collector of this memorabilia. So make me an uh, knowledge plus no, and use your rumor mill, which I believe just add another d8 to that. All right. So my knowledge. I'm assuming this would be mental or social. Uh, this is going to be social. Uh, yeah, this is going to be social plus no. Okay, so that's uh, you know what I learned uh, in the make rumor a social mill. Social plus no, and if successful, you can create an asset about what you know. So you're not going to be adding dice, but if successful on this roll, which is going to be pretty easy, I'm going to call it a D6 without a complication. Okay. Uh, you can create an asset to describe, like, what you know about them. Maybe maybe you've encountered them before. Maybe you just know who they are. Maybe they have a reputation. That sort of thing. I rolled a 1. <laughs> I rolled an 8 and a 1. Okay, so I'm not going to buy that opportunity from you. Okay. Or that jinx. I'm not going to turn that into a complication. Would you like to turn this into another into an opportunity and step that D six up to a D eight? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll I'll, I'll, so I'll do that. I'm gonna take one of your plot points. Okay. And you're gonna get a D eight asset. So what do we what do we know what are, what's the what's the rumor that we know about this captain? Let's say his name is Just Ace. Just Just Ace. Just Ace. Mm-hmm. All right. You know I'm not gonna call him Ace. He's gonna Just be Ace. Just Ace. That's fine. Just Ace, uh... J-U-S-T-E Ace. So its name is literally Just Ace. Just Ace. I've heard of this guy before, and I know that he is, uh... He's real big on collecting. He's not really big on paying if he can get around it. it Maybe even just giving you a lesser price than, than what you should be getting. Right. But he's... I have a few contacts. I've heard he's, uh... He's... Stiffed a few of them a few times, couple couple hundred credits. Some of so them, he's a he's a bargainer. Yeah, he put him way way. Uh, that's giving him a little extreme, too much credit. Extreme bargainer. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and he, that's something that once you know, you can kind of leverage to your advantage. And mostly, right. that's what the asset is. It's something that like you know that he's going to try to lowball you, so you can you can. It's something that like it's ex, it's an extra bullet in the whole in the chamber, so to speak. Just Ace, we know. Just Ace, uh, we know, know. Just Ace is actually. I am gonna. I'm gonna say it's his, that that his name is Justin Ace, and he goes by Just. Just Ace. Yeah, so it's Just Ace. Okay, so yeah, so you've got this meeting with Just Ace. You you hear like you know that it's gonna happen soon at the dock. Like you know you know what his ship is. You know where to meet him. What's your next move? Actually, at that moment, um, yeah, okay, so. You're walking out, and you see, down the road, a ways, some armed guards. Uh-oh. Like, or not armed guards, not like armed, ar- not like shot, but they. you see that the, it's the same sort of noble guards. The private security team is, like, inquiring with, like, area merchants. Oh, boy. And you see them coming towards you. And you've got the assets in your hand. Now, I'm a... Quick question, am I on sure, a sure, sure. busy street? Is it a hustling, bustling? Sure, yeah. I mean, I my my general rule for that is if if you want to ex- do a thing that uses that, then yes. <laughs> Otherwise, no. Uh, 
Uh, I yeah. The the reason I ask, uh, did they spot me? Um, not yet. But if you but uh, this the role that we're gonna make from this is gonna determine like if you're able whatever plan you have to slip away, you have the opportunity to at least try that plan. And if not, then they spot you. Well, I'm actually going to, and I do have a plot point available. Uh. I am going to use that. Okay. Because I get a So read read me what that the the distinction the power that you're using is. Slim, it's hard target. Okay. For uh, one power point I double my move when navigating through a crowd. Perfect. Yeah. So make so we're going to make that roll. You're going to use me uh So I have my move is 6, so I get 2d6. And we'll call this Physical, since okay. you're like, since you're like actively like moving between people, so you're gonna be rolling three d six. I'm gonna make this would make this a tough one though, and roll a d ten plus the d six complication for uh, the armed security team. And I'm trying to decide if I want to do anything. Maybe make another asset. Yeah, I'm gonna make another asset of like scared people. Because there are people getting shaken down. Okay. Like, people know, and so, like, if somebody sees you trying to run, they're going to, like, point it out. So I'm going to be rolling 2d6 and a d10. Uh-oh. Roll, adding two together. I rolled a 13 total. I got a... So you're going to add your top two dice together. Oh, boy. I got an 11. Okay. So, you came up short. All right, bro. Yep. So what happens is, I'm going to say what happens, because the dice that contributed to my, and you don't have any plot points, so what I'm going to, so yeah, so you came up short. Uh, Unless you want to roll that big hero, that big damn hero dice. You know what I think I'll... Do something heroic, like do something big to get out of there. I think I might have to save that for... Okay, Okay. so yeah, so what happens is um, you are pushing through people, and like, the scared people don't necessarily come into play. Like they're like they're getting out of the way because they see you move. They see you getting out, and they're like, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." So they're getting out. So they clear. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a little bit of a panic, and that's what catches the attention of these. I'm gonna say there's two of them. I'm gonna say there's a big fat guy and a real rail thin guy. Yeah, Goramit. Yep. So they are. Yeah, they these two guys, fat guy and skinny guy, see the panic. And that's when they see you, and they start, like, pushing people aside to try to get to you. Oh, I'm humped. All right. So what's your next move as they, like, try to get closer to you? Well, let's see. I can use Wiggle Room, and I would, uh, to hide, I would use my move instead of sneak. So my sneak is a four, so I would use my move instead, which is a six. Okay. So I can use that with so the physical dice. Physical dice. So you're so that's a six. Do you want to add anything else, such as I don't know if you have any signature assets or anything like that. I do. I uh. Well, I have a costume kit, but I don't. I don't think I'd be able to successfully gonna... use that until after yeah, I. I don't think so. I don't have any pull up. Ideally, I'd be able to slip so away. So now, let me ask you a question. All right. Um, because uh, spending or gaining plot points is is helpful. Yes. Is there anything in, in in your distinctions that could that you could add that will give you a plot point that might help you out here? Well, I could instead of trying to hide, I could try and talk my way out of it. I feel okay. like that would be a little... Yeah, I'll give you a plot point for that. Kind of less, uh... I, I do... I I am alright with, you know... I, I'm, you're, a good, you're a good talker. I am a good talker, but I, I think in this situation it would probably behoove me to get out of the get out of the situation, but... Right. If I can throw them off, you know, shake them off my trail a little bit. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll, I'll give you a plot point for that. All so, right. like, so rather than hiding, like, you are kind of just like, hey... What's up? <laughs> so let's do uh, my my fast talk. So my trick, my fast talk, and then um, 
you want to do the mental or mental would probably make the most sense. Um, for this, I'd probably call it social. No, yeah, you're right. It's like talking. Yeah, talking. Yeah, to people. No, it would be. I don't know if I'm trying to. So I'm gonna roll that d10 and a d6 again, and I'm not gonna use scared people because they've been getting out of there. They just kind of clear. They. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Okay, didn't do well. <laughs> so you're probably gonna do all right. I got a nine. I got a six. So no hero dice, but you do. You do. What do you say to get out of there? Because the guy, he's got one of those real nasally voices that just make you want to punch him and break his nose Ooh. a little bit. Comes up to you like, "Hey, hey, just aren't you the one? I I saw you at the party last night. Hey, what do you got in that bag? This Are there books? Are there books in that bag? Nah, I can't read, sir. Yeah, you look like an illiterate. A certified illegitimate. Ain't that right, Bosco? And Bosco nudges him, he's like, That's that's right, Tiny. I told you not to call me Tiny. Yes, Sorry, sir. Sorry, big guy. Yes, sir. I'm just visiting Persephone with my my pa. We we came on planet just last night, so Maybe I got turned around, but I don't remember going nowhere other than the dock. Uh, got, got no books in here. Just got, got some, uh, got some leaks. My dad, uh, my pa sells leaks. Uh, no books, sir. Leaks are gross. I don't want any part of no leak saleswoman. Alright, Bosco, let's get out of here. Sure thing, big guy. And they like, they're like, they put, they shove you aside real roughly. And they, like, they kind of, like, push past you. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, like, but, like, the crowd is still on the edge. I think the final piece of this before we go to the dock and meet Just Ace. Just Ace. I'm real excited about meeting Just Ace. <laughs> I'm um, trying to. Yeah, I think that I'm going to give you a fate point to put you in a bad situation. Uh-oh. And say that uh, you're walking towards the, where the meeting place is. Right. You've, you've shaken off the guards for now. For now, they're not in play. But what I'm going to say is you notice that you're being tailed not by one of them, but just by a, a shady-looking a shady-looking woman in, like, uh, like a hood and a scarf kind of covering her face. And she, you can tell she's real pointedly following you and kind of waiting for you to get out of a crowd. I, uh... Ooh. So I am gonna roll, and then you can decide how you get out of it, because I'm gonna right. set the stakes. Okay. And say that she is rolling a d8 for the difficulty, a d6 for, like, the crowd, as she's kind of trying to... You can tell because you also are good at hiding in plain sight <laughs> that she's hiding in plain sight. Oh. That's really the only way that, like, nobody else is really noticing her. And then I'm going to add another D6 just to represent, like, her sneaking, her being good at sneaking. Okay. So the number that you need to beat is a 6, and I got a, a an opportunity for you if you want to buy it and make an asset. All right. I think I think I might try that trick I was going to use before with the wiggle room. Okay. Uh, to beat a six, I gotta roll two d six, one for my move and one for my physical. And I wonder if I could throw on anything else. I don't think so. But let's see. Alright. So now how would I go about buying that asset? Um, you have a plot point. I do. Because I gave you one, so you can give me that plot point. Okay. And then I would, you would get to create an asset at a d6 of whatever advantageous thing you want to use to add another d6 to your pool in this situation. I think I'm, uh, I'm two d6, but I'm not, I don't know, I want to make sure. Well, and then the, the other thing, the other thing about assets is, um, they don't necessarily go away at the end of the scene. Like, they're, like, so you can, the way that, the same way I've been using private security, like, if you can justify it hanging around. Hanging around? All right. You can keep using it. I wonder, ooh, you know what? I wonder, could, could I buy that asset and then use the security guards who were after me to go after her? 
Well, you can actually, I'm going to say, well, because that complication is on you, you can already, you can actually just roll that dice without I, spending the plot point. So, yeah. I think, I think I, uh... I think knowing that those, I'm, I'm willing to say that knowing those security guards are there, you can kind of maneuver knowing that and sort of leveraging that. Because maybe I could draw attention to her Yeah, so I'll give somehow. you that, I'll give you that third D6 for that. Alright, I'll, I'll roll my Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You also have dice. <laughs> this game uses so many dice and it makes me so happy. Alright, ooh. Seven. So I did get a seven. You did get a seven. Is that a one or a two? It's a two. Okay. So two twos. Okay, so you, um, so you, so you succeeded. So I would, uh, probably turn around say, uh, you know, whatever. Hey, oh, this lady with this scarf has these beautiful books in that same accent that I right. <laughs> used to fool big them. Guy, big guy, big guy, you see his head perk up from the crowd. <laughs> Despite the fact that he's real short. And then you, that only after looking for a second do you realize he's actually on the shoulders of Bosco. And he's like, hey, hey let's go, Bosco. And Bosco starts like carrying him. Like, huh, 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 huh. So they're like, and the woman pulls out, like, a slug thrower and, like, ducks behind an alleyway. And you see the two of them, like, master blaster it back there. <laughs> and they give you a quick look and, like, like, a, like a real curt nod. And they keep master blaster in it through there. <laughs> and I use that, that kind of. Yeah, and now there's a full on calamity because there's a weird chase happening and there's some weird shit going down in the, in the marketplace. I'm gonna use that to kind of slip into yeah, a... yeah, yeah, you duck, you duck into the shadows and like as you duck it, it like pans, like the, the pan happens as you, as you move and we're at the docks. Alright. Ships are landing and being unloaded. People are, like, picking up cargo and dropping off cargo. People are, like, signing off ship contacts and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, you find where just Ace is supposed to be landing. And he's not there quite yet. So you've got a little bit of time to, like, hang around, scout the area, that kind of thing, if you would like to do that. I would. Or any other sort of plan that you would like to enact. In the few minutes before he arrives. I kind of take a look at the ships, because it's been my deepest sure. dream to eventually get off Persephone, because while the crime is good here, I hear the crime is way better, uh, yeah. you know, out in the black. Bigger bigger scores, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bigger risk, bigger reward. So, okay. It, so I kind of see if anybody's taken on any sure. sort of... You know, because it's a typical thing, people taking on... Make me uh, a rumor mill role, so that's going to be social and no, and we'll see if you can use that to create an asset. Social, and my no is not that great, but let's see. And this is going to be against just a a d6. Okay. I don't really have anything. So a three, probably... Yeah, I got a nine and a one. I'm going to buy that one from you. All right. Give you a plot point. Create a D6 complication on the scene. So um, the asset that you get is you hear that there are rumors that um, some ship captain has been dropping hints that he wants to pick people up. I don't remember his name. It was... Everybody says that he was... Some some guy. Everybody says he was like an ace, but nobody knows what that means. Okay, so it's just some one of these one some ace some ace pilot or something. Somebody is looking to pick up people. All right. So there's a there's a there's an asset on in play a d six asset of hiring opportunities. The the complication that I'm going to put on in play is also a d six. I'm going to put that over here. Um, the complication that I'm going to put into play is that. All eyes are on you. Uh-oh. You've been talking to people. You've been, like, chatting them up a little bit. You've been sizing things up. You've been listening in. But the thing about, especially at a place like Persephone, people notice when someone's hanging around. People notice when somebody is loitering because that person is just as likely to pull a gun on them and rob them. Yeah. So you've been hanging around and you're not, like, doing a job. So people kind of are, like, there's a few eyes on you of, like, the heck is she doing here? Ace's, just Ace's ship lands. Steps out. This is a nice ship? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. Alright. It's a decent, it's a decent enough outlaw ship, you know. (laughs) 
Um, so let's make, let's, let's collaborate on who Just Ace is. Oh boy. I think that <laughs> appearance wise, I think he's got like a big barrel chest oh, and yeah. like a big, like a butt chin. He is, he's got a collection of features that should all be pretty, but like, <laughs> they're like turned up just enough that it looks a little odd. Like when you're in a video game and you're trying to make someone look yeah, really nice, but it's just don't quite, you're, you're not quite, you don't have a handle on the sliders. <laughs> Something's weird, and you go back in, you keep... Oh, yep, I got so what's it. Justin, what's Justin Ace's personality like? <laughs> oh, he probably is... As as a collector of stuff from Earth That Was, he probably pretends to know a lot about Earth That Was, but slightly off oh, yeah. information. Like, you know, they, yeah, here they used to drive things called automacars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Velocipedes. And- Vel- yeah. Thinks, and, uh, thinks everything is Arthurian, but every, everything. Oh, this is a this is an eight track. This is very Arthurian. This is probably from the Arthurian era. Oh yeah, I hear uh, this this old this old company Apple yeah. used to use a whole bunch of knights to yeah. sell their yeah. sell their wares. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, and I think going along with that, like he is a collector, and I think he's a capital C collector, which means that like. He appreciates these things, but he also is very interested in taking things and putting them behind, like, bulletproof glass and making sure that no one touches them. Because you put fingerprints on them, you ruin the market value. Oh, no. (laughs) This very pseudo-handsome nerd that we've created. (laughs) Can he have a rat tail? Yeah, that's the final detail. All right. He's got a real (laughs) greasy rat tail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's even braided at just the beginning. Yeah. And then the rest... So it's like, you look at him and you're like, you should be, you should be fucking hot, right? Like, what's, why is none of, why is this not working? And it's just very confusing. He has really steely blue eyes, but one of them is slightly off center. <laughs> yeah. Not... You're just like, what, what happened to you, you perfect, precious boy? <laughs> so he steps off and I'm going to say that he is accompanied by like a, uh, like an attendant. Who is the person that very obviously, like, actually manages all of the assets? Because they've got, like, notes on things that they're, like, taking notes. And they're, like, surveying. They're, like, all right, we used this much fuel, blah, blah, blah. And they're, like, running the numbers. Yeah. And then he's also accompanied by, like, a bodyguard. But not, not like, uh, not like Hawk's bodyguards where they were real, like, effective looking and intimidating. This is just, like, a dude with a, a dude with, like, a knife that's, like, picking his nails with a knife. Like, eh, what are we doing here? All right, whatever. He, he was hired because he looked tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just didn't quite, didn't quite like surveying, which is like, yeah, look at that guy, he's picking his nails with a knife. That's tough. And then you realize that he might just have, like, an infection that he's <laughs> just trying to get at. So he comes down, and he's like, are you, um, who are we meeting for Veronica? Are you Veronica? That's me. Great, we are supposed to do business, um, legal, legal business. And he, like, gestures way obnoxiously. shouldn't look over your shoulder when you're <laughs> suggesting it's legal business. Just ace. Just, uh, oh, so you've heard of me. Excellent. And he, like, flashes his awkward does, smile. Does he try and, and throw his little, rat tail over he does, his shoulder? And he smiles, but, like, it just doesn't quite work. <laughs> Nothing about... Nothing. Looks more like a chimpanzee. Yeah. Baring his yeah. teeth. Then. So you've heard of me. Excellent. Oh, boy. So, uh, let's talk, let's talk pricing. Let's talk what... What are you looking for for this, this, uh, these wares? These, uh, perfectly legal, as you, <laughs> yourself, uh, indicated, wares, uh, are, they are one of a kind. From Earth that was. As you know, paper doesn't last well. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't. That Arthurian technology is not. Nope. And, uh, we got a few. I, I glance over my shoulder, but not nearly as obnoxiously yeah, right, as right, Just right. Ace as. Right. Um, uh, I kind of open up my bag and give him a little peek, make mm-hmm. sure that I'm far enough away right. that he can he can see it, but none of the guys with him can make a grab for it. And I also right. I have like a good arm around it to make sure it's not getting yeah it's not getting s- stolen from me. So I'm gonna ask for a roll as like. Just to, like, make sure that everything's staying clandestine. Right. right? So, 
Well, first let's let's do the negotiation first. Okay. And then we'll see like if if there's like a last minute scramble. Okay. So yeah, so you, you show him that and the, the attendant the attendant takes over. Like the, the the manager, so to speak, the ship's the ship manager sort of takes over. Is he like, the ship's accountant? Basically. He's okay. basically like He's like a, he's the bookkeeper, okay. like in every sense of the word. So he manages like the ships. Re- he's like a quartermaster, an accountant. He manages the numbers. He's right. the numbers guy. He takes over immediately, and he's like sort of like a sort not not not. A, he's like hunched over a little bit. He does not have a great posture. He's balding, kind of like a Stephen Toblowski. If we were to cast him, he's Stephen Toblowski. Get the image of him just pushing his glasses. Yeah, around. and he's like, oh, hold on, oh wow, yeah, okay. This is great, and he starts, like, rattling off numbers, and he's very interested in, like, doing this, and Just Ace is like, oh, you got, oh, okay, cool, I'll, I'm gonna, great, sounds good. I immediately make sure, like, the bag is over my shoulder, and right. it's closed again. I just gave right, him a right, brief right. flash, so his numbers guy knows what he's dealing and with. Is, and is more than amenable to, like giving you the, the the amount of credits that you want for this. Yeah. He's he's well he's working with you in every sense of the word. So now I'm gonna ask for that clandestine role. As like the final pieces of negotiation, they're like, okay, we'll give it to you, we'll put it in your account. Like we like no money does no money doesn't need to change hands directly. We've got it covered. Alright. So I'm gonna roll uh D eight for difficulty. Okay. D eight being because just was real bad at, like, making it seem cool. Or making it seem like it was legal. <laughs> and then I'm gonna add that D6 of... What did I say it was? All odd? Yeah, I'm gonna add that D6, because, like, people were watching, and now it's starting to seem like... Maybe there was, maybe there was a reason for that. It's, it's like screaming about how you're sneaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was absolutely doing that. So, like, oh. I'm gonna roll, and then you're gonna... Uh, your role is going to be to essentially, like account for that, so to speak. You know what I mean? Alright. So that's going to be what raising the stakes would be in the scenario, is that you're able to course correct around just being a dork. Oh no. I got an 11, so pretty high. Alright, so I think I think I would throw this into social. Absolutely, to yeah, try absolutely. And, that makes sense. To, to try and just be like, you'll be cool. Guide the, uh, con- guide the conversation to a like natural place. Be cool, you narc. And maybe perform to try and sure, yeah, I'd, I'd overcome that. that. So let's see, I got my D ten, my D eight. I gotta be an eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, can I throw anything else onto here? Uh, I got a trick deck. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Probably not. <laughs> Probably but... not. It's, yeah, you're looking real shifty. Here's some cards. Yeah. Um, just pointedly start shuffling a deck of cards to be like, look, we're just casual. <laughs> Nothing's casual, like ominously shuffling a deck of cards. Yeah, oh yeah. I think that might be all I got. Okay. okay. Uh, cause I, my plan can't go down until I have a plan. Right. So. Ooh, I got a five. <laughs> okay. Definitely buying that, buying that jinx. <laughs> And you did, you failed uh, to raise the stake. You fell short. I did. So, what happens is, led by about four more guys, now actively, like, slug throwers out, are the big guy and Bosco are, like, coming in, and there's somebody that's just like, yeah, they're, that they're doing a shady thing. So, now there's uh, there's there's three... There's, there's um, two different groups in play now. Okay. There's the armed security that's coming towards you. And there's also, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give you another plot point for this to like add this to the field as well. Okay. So that there's two, um, and this is going to be like the big finale scene, is that now there's also a group of outlaws that are kind of like gathering their guys together and pulling out like clubs and brass knuckles and things. All right, and are going to be like, let's go, let's go do this. So there's a bit of a, uh, uh, there's going to be a bit of a melee breaking out. Uh oh. So what's your plan to get out of here without these books? Handing them off to the the, the bookkeeper. I'm going to throw it at him. Okay. 
Yeah, that's I'm, I'm going to throw the satchel at him. Okay, and you're close enough where you're able to just... I won't ask for the roll for that, where you're able to just be like, yours now. <laughs> it's yours now. I better see yeah. those credits. And that's what I say. I say, I better see those credits. They, they, they will be in your account within the hour. Godspeed. Cool, because I look, I look at a ship and I make sure I memorize, like... Right. The make and any kind okay. of telling. Yeah. So, uh... And then with that, I, uh... I would probably book it at that point. Okay. Probably uh, try and get get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. So uh, do do I know where that ship is that was taken on passengers? You know that um, the pilot was described as an ace. Is, and it, is it just ace? <laughs> you can make that. You can make that leap. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I quick turn to him. You uh, you need another crew member. The bookkeeper for uh, just Ace is like, well, there's a lot of paperwork to fill out. I really need to get final approval. And the bookkeeper, like, just kind of is just like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's get on your ship. Okay, yeah. So make me, let's make that, that's, I think, the final role for this is going to be the social role to, like, convince them to just let just, you on board. Considering me. that things are going poorly <laughs> for everyone involved, to make sure that they're thinking clear. Okay. So I'm going to call that a D... I'll call that a D6 for difficulty to convince. But I am going to pull in that all eyes are on you and private security. For... In terms of complications. Alright, so I'll uh, I'll use my fast talk. Okay. I think that's probably... Yeah, that's definitely. That's definitely. Uh, what I'm going to be needing. Uh, oh, I can do... See if I can use instant expert where I pass myself off as an expert. All right. Step up a web of lies complication. Yeah, I, I'd buy that. Yeah, to, so. to double my trick count. Cool. Yeah. So I can, uh, I kind of just, you know, as there everyone's rushing towards me, I say, "Listen, you want more of this stuff? I know where to get it." You know, just kind of love more of this stuff. Just uh, like more. Oh, yeah, I think that we, I think an arrangement can be, so the difficult, the number you need to get, oh, jeez. <laughs> I have rolled two opportunities and a five. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could buy those opportunities. You certainly could. I don't, man, you know, I'll take one of them. All right, take one of your plot points. All right. And we'll call that the web of lies complication that on the success you'll step up to a Alright, let's see. You just um, gotta get a five. See what I got. Alright, yeah, I got a six, and I got a four, and I got a two. Okay, so you... you so I got you, a ten. You got the ten, which means you get another hero die on a level of D6, which Fantastic. you did not have to roll. <laughs> yeah, so they bring you on board. Bullets are now flying. They, they, they bring you on board. They start up the ship. It, like... They, they are opening fire, and they're like, well... I hope that you didn't have anything that was treasured to you because we cannot come back here for a while. That's fine. Okay, great. Take us to this uh, this stuff that you've got. And the ship takes off and you with this makeshift crew under just Ace and the bookkeeper and Roy. Roy. His name is Roy. He's like, hey, I'm Roy. Sorry, my fingernail's gross. <laughs> That's cool. I kind of reach... I, uh... See if I have any kind of like feminine nail products or whatever. Like, like oh, thank you, thank you. I, I pull out a nail file. Oh. Like, it, clearly something that's much better for the job than than a knife. I have been asking for a nail file for weeks, and no one would listen. Thank you. You're and welcome. Starts filing. Yeah, plenty more for that. I fly from. off, and the we we cut to credits, and that's Firefly. All right. Yeah, that was super fun. That's that's a really great system. I like it. A, I like it a lot, and it plays well to like the structure of the game, where like you're getting into trouble and things are piling up. It's just really good. It, it does. It, it plays a lot like the kind of how you imagine the show would play. Yeah, yeah, it fits, and I can see it. And like it's designed for an entire crew, and I could see that really. There's a lot of stuff in it that would play really well with the group, and I think it's super super neat. All right, Danny, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you. Shiny. This was super fun. Yeah, so why don't you go over where people can find your stuff online again, and then we'll throw it over to me in the future. All right. It's, uh, again, that's at Tumblr. Uh, you can look for uh, dannylarpadventures.tumblr.com. I uh, tend to tag a lot of the LARP stuff on Tumblr. It's a great great community on uh, the Tumblr 
Lark. Uh, Super cool. Yeah. Pretend to be really friendly. If you ever want to chat me up about LARPing and dressing up like an elf and running around the woods, I'm, uh, I'm always game to hear about it. That's super, that's great. All right, so I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that you can wrap up with the show. All right. Take it, future me. Thanks, Bass Me, and thanks to Danny for coming onto the show. That was super fun. If you want to hear more from Danny, you can follow her on Tumblr and read more about her LARP adventures at dannylarpadventures.tumblr.com. If you want to hear more from me for some reason, you can follow Party of One on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider telling a friend. Social media shoutouts, iTunes reviews, and word of mouth recommendations help the show grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. And if you really want to hear more from me, you can check out All My Fantasy Children, the other podcast that I do with my friend and co-host Aaron Catano, where we take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful role-playing game characters. I think it's pretty fun. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. This episode edited by Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers. That's it for me, party people. Until next time, good night and party on. Never gonna die.